trust and do your due diligence on the operator because that's going to be where the success is and plan for probably either a six month delay in whatever payouts you see, or definitely not as quite as the rosy returns that are showing in the pro format. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. John Crosby. How you doing, John? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm glad to hear it. A little bit about John. He's the founder and CEO of click to flip He started investing in 2015 after a company that he worked for ended up being purchased. He owns and managed four short-term rentals. He's a limited partner in two multifamily LLCs and one air medical hangar commercial investment based in Rockland, California. With that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah. Thanks again for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. Currently, I, as you mentioned, own click to flip mobile app. It's a mobile app to instantly analyze flips, rentals, and short-term rentals. 
also, in addition to the real estate investments you mentioned, I'm also a partner in a assisted living facility project here in the Sacramento area, which has been a bit of on hold at the moment because what's going on with the COVID crisis. So my day job is a technology consultant for Fortune 100 companies, where I focus on app development management, managing app dev teams. And I did that in my previous career in the company that sold. So I was laid off from that job. It gave me the opportunity to bridge my passions, and I brought technology and real estate passions together with the Click to Flip app. I created it because I wanted something that was in between the 1% rule and 70% rule, but I didn't want to have to do full underwriting on all the properties I was looking for. So I created the app to quickly, instantly give me a high-level return to see if a deal was worth investing in further. You said between the 1% and the 70%, What is the 70% rule? It's like the 1% rule for flippers, basically, okay. um, so that is yet to be a, a really good one for the short-term rental market. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. uh, click to flip and actually help bridge that gap as well. What is a 70% for flippers? Just will you educate me? I might've heard of it, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. The 70% rule just says that the max allowable offer should be 70% of what you expect the ARV to be, the after repair value. Ah, uh, okay. Got it. And then... Best ever listeners, 1% is taking the rent that you're getting on a annual basis and dividing that by the all-in cost. Is that right? It's the monthly rent monthly. versus what you purchase, the purchase price of the property in a oh. nutshell. Okay, monthly yeah. rent. Not and back rent. in the day, we were lucky enough, it used to be the 2% rule, but <laughs> it's dwindled down to the 1% rule. <laughs> and in California, you're not going to find any 1% rule. Right. I remember when I had my single family homes, I only had at most four at one time, but then I had three for five to seven years, however long it was. They were all around 1.3%, which was nice until someone moved out. Then I don't know where that percent it plummeted, but that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Let's talk about you and your short-term rentals. Do you currently own four short-term rentals? Yes, I liquidated two of them. I have one. The other one was one that I helped manage with somebody else. So I'm down to one right now. I was trying to liquidate, get some capital for this next round that I was hoping was coming because I wanted to expand. I was mostly focused in the Lake Tahoe area. So I wanted to be able to diversify a little bit, but I currently still have the one. It's doing well. Not right now. It's turned off up there at the moment, but I believe after the this crisis is over, we'll have quite a bit of pent-up demand. So I'm taking the time to do what my other passion is, and that's creating business automations. So I built a lot of automations into my short-term rental models so that literally for any booking, I don't spend more than 30 seconds. Really? Plugging it in. Yeah. I plug it into two spots and then I have email communications. I have door locks that trigger. I have comms back and forth to my housekeeper set up. And I did a bare bones almost on mine. I've done some pretty complex ones for some friends that included even a signed addendum that once they signed it versus in DocuSign, it automatically sent their instructions to check in and, and can coordinate the door locks. So you can get really sophisticated. And I, I just love doing that stuff. It's really fun to optimize those processes when I can. Now, when you said you spend 30 seconds on each rental, is that literally? I timed it once. It was more like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. And that's just me plugging it into a calendar. And then the rest okay. happens okay. on the back end. Now, don't get me wrong. If toilets break and somebody 
doesn't know how to work a door lock, you're going to get a phone call. But I've easily gone five to six bookings in a stretch without ever even knowing anybody was up there. What were the main time sucks that you automated? One was communication. So notifying guests, going to Tahoe can have some treacherous travel. So I wanted to have consistency so that everyone had the same pre-travel communications. So that helped there as well. What did you do exactly with that? For that one, I set up a email that goes out the day before their check-in and it provides them with the information. It provides links to Caltrans to click this button, make sure you check your travel, any road conditions before you head up the hill. Here's another link for weather conditions. Just as much info as I could that I had found I was giving them personally before I built this, and I just laid it out in an email template. Okay. And you send it the day before they check in. You don't send any other automated emails prior to that? No. I do have one company called Evolve that handles the initial booking and and payment processing piece that they get an email for. So I basically take over managing as they approach the check-in time. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I've focused all that email communication. But I can build it. If you didn't have that piece, we could still do it for the whole process. So is there anything check-in related the day before the check-in that sent that they might be wondering prior to the day before that they're asking you about? And I'm thinking of my wife in this example, by the way. (laughs) We rented a place in Florida and she was reaching out to the host because my wife had questions about check-in process and other things. And she was wondering about that weeks before, not a day before check-in. So I'm wondering to address curious cats like my wife who want to make sure everything's set up properly. Do you communicate with them before that? Yeah. So they get something 30 days before check-in. That's a little bit high level. It has my contact information as well as my wife's that they would use if they had any questions. And I do, you know, the ask, Hey, do you have a barbecue? You know, things like that, that they want to know. Should they pack coffee or, or things like that? So that you can certainly answer for them. And then on the day of check-in, they also get a full welcome email. Go check the binder on the coffee table. This is where you can have all your information. Here's some of our favorite restaurants, all the stuff that they need to kind of be successful and relax once they get there. So that is one part of the process that you automated, the guest communication. That was taking up a lot of time. What else? The other part was the housekeeping communication. So the housekeepers, as soon as they get a booking, an automated email goes out to them that says, hey, Joe Fairless booked May 5th to May 9th. Please schedule and reply once you confirm it's locked in. So that way I get confirmation that they got confirmation that they have it in their system. And we're off and running on that part. And then the other part is the automated door locks. So every guest that I have, it's always their code to get in is the last four digits of the phone number they booked with. So creating that consistency makes the automation much easier to facilitate as well as the email communication part. Got it. How do you program the lock? There's two tools. Usually we use Slage as the actual hardware, and then we can connect it through Nexia, which is a home automation hub. But a newer one that I'm using, I can actually automate totally seamlessly now. Whereas the Nexia one, I had to actually spend an extra 30 seconds to go plug in that code. (laughs) But on this one, I can actually even skip that step. And that's using the Samsung SmartThings hub. So that one's fully dialed in. A rough segue 
into something that I mentioned at the beginning in your bio. You're a limited partner in one air medical hangar commercial investment. Please talk to us about that. Yeah, it's an interesting investment. It's a friend of mine who's a commercial real estate broker named Greg Aguirre, a great broker out here in the Sacramento area. He started a niche of building out these air hangars that were needed for medical life flight helicopters and planes and such and crew quarters. So what he built was sort of this system or I guess process to by which they can be built very quickly. He's partnered with some sort of construction company that allows these to be built very quickly. They're even mobile to some extent so that if they want to take it down and move it somewhere else, that's possible. And then the rest of it's a lease commercial investment type scenario with payouts. There's cash flow in the lease payments, and then there's equity buyout after I think seven to 10 years. What gave you the confidence to invest in that? And how long have you been an investor in it? I've <laughs> been in about six months now. They've already spun up their first hangar and, and lease payments have just started flowing through. So that's been really positive. I think with most investments, it's the operator. It's the person running the investment, Greg. I have trust in him. I've seen his track record. He was actually part of the real estate team that was part of the company I worked for for 20 years as well. So there was trust and he just has some great experience and insights in, in the industry. Let's talk about your company, Click to Flip. You mentioned what it does. It initially helps with initial analysis of flip short-term rentals and rentals. I think that's what you said when I was taking notes. What differentiates it from an online calculator that if I Googled quick flip analysis spreadsheet? The difference is, as far as I know, it was the first of its kind to not require any data entry. I built it so you could walk up to a house, geolocate, hit the address, and it will go pull all my API data and feed it back in to give you the high-level return cash flow analysis. Wow. Yeah, so some of the magic is in the API. To get even more accurate of a return, you would at least go into your settings one time to just kind of program your particular investment metrics. So things like if you're a flipper and you have an average price per square foot for rehab cost, you'd want to put that in there rather than use the default that it has. Or if you have a property manager that's only charging you 5% and it defaults to 8 those are the little things you'll want to just fine-tune one time. And then every time you analyze the property thereafter, you'll get that instant analysis. Huh. Now, a lot of the times someone's not going to be in front of the house. They're going to be in front of their computer. So how does it work in then? It also has a address lookup. Just punch in the address. Yeah, you just punch in the address. It even will do, um, you can even put in apartment numbers as well, and it'll pull those down for you. And additionally, we added the ability to view up to 20 local comps for the property, as well as a place for an itemized rehab worksheet, if you want to get in that level of detail. Once again, as I mentioned, it's not a full underwriting tool, but it's a tool so that you don't have to go do a full underwriting on every single property that you're interested in. You have a smaller subset to go take it to that next level of underwriting. I like that. That is a true differentiator and you're clearly positioned as, hey, this is initial analysis and it's going to save a lot of your time. And then you can go do your more extensive analysis should it check out. Yeah. And I'm actually excited. I'm adding one more component later this month and that's the ability to send a postcard mailer. Wonderful. Yeah. So I think that'll be a really nice one, two 
combination, right? You see a property, you get a really high level, hey, this looks good. I'm going to go ahead and just send a mailer out right now while I go into due diligence. So you can just stay ahead of the competition as much as you can. Huh. That's great. I definitely see a need for it and the way that that helps investors save time and now connect the dots whenever you have the mailer component. What has been the biggest challenge with this app? I think what I learned is double down on your strengths and pay people to do the other things. I tried to do too much. I tried to learn everything I could about marketing. I tried to learn everything I could about UX design, just things that I'm, I'm not either passionate about or didn't even have the time to try and focus on. So I probably wasted more time than I needed to going in and getting help on those pieces. Taking a step back, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Whatever the pro forma says is never going to come to, it's never going to be like that. <laughs> so trust and do your due diligence on the operator because that's going to be where the success is and plan for probably either a six month delay in whatever payouts you see, or definitely not as quite as the rosy returns that are showing in the pro forma. And if you still want to do that deal, and if you still think it has a good risk to reward ratio, then go for it. What's a deal where you've lost the most amount of money on? I don't want to say I've lost it, but I haven't lost it. I'm in a note deal right now that the principal is due back in January and that uh -huh. still hasn't come back. Okay. You so know, it's that, delayed. It's delayed. So for everyone listening, that's about four months from past. So that kicks into a whole new cycle, but I have confidence that that will come through. I actually kind of like those node investments, but I'll say my biggest loss has been, and it wasn't too bad, but it was the assisted living facility I was working within was broken up into a real estate component and the actual business component. And I ended up liquidating the real estate side, which I didn't want to, but I wanted to use those funds to continue my short-term investments. So I did take probably from the equity side, 10, 15 grand hit on that. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right, let's do it. First, quick word from our best ever partners. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. What's the best ever book you've recently read? Raising Capital for Real Estate by Hunter Thompson. Had great insights. Best ever deal you've done? My first short-term rental. What's a tactical mistake you've made on a transaction? Not getting a plumbing inspection. Always get a plumbing inspection. What happened? Oh, I can't tell you how many things go wrong there, but <laughs> put, in, put in an entire hardwood floor only to find out there was a root in the middle of it. Had to rip it all out, dig 16 inches through concrete to fix six inches of pipe and then put the floor back in. It sounds like it's still painful for you it to is. talk about. <laughs> it is. I'll never make the mistake. Uh, what was it? Just to pour a little salt in your wounds, how much total did it cost you? I think it was more ego than anything, but <laughs> it still cost a good six, seven grand. <laughs> <laughs> how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? 
can check me out at clicktoflip.com. I'm also we're on Facebook, Twitter. You can find me at LinkedIn. Just search for John Crosby. Well, John, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about your business, Click to Flip. Thanks for talking about different ways you've automated your short-term rental business model with guest communication, housekeeping communication, and the door locks, as well as the note deal and how to qualify the operator or really how to qualify a deal. It's primarily the operator based on what your feedback is and how to think about it from a limited partner standpoint with your best ever advice. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and talk to you again soon. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it.